0: Hey boss. Remember me? Jack Newton. Got a question for you. Why'd you make so many suckers? You say love never endeth. Well I say love never starteth. You say the meek shall inherit the earth, and I say the only thing the meek can count on is getting the shrouded in a stick.
1: Change
2: get it we all get a chance to dance we all get a chance to dance everybody gets a chance you know it's uh it's amazing the stuff that we see going on in this country and i hope you guys all have your uh i hope you guys all have your eyes open and uh if you don't as long as you got your ears open you're listening to main event i'm gonna keep you focused on what's really going on keep everything in perspective because we are a uh, sound bite world these days and, uh, I will tell you as I see things unfold this, this, uh, this week, uh, I can, I can just predict, I can predict I'm, I'm going to, I'm jumping ahead of myself because I want to talk about the, uh, the North Korean thing before I get into the Cohen thing. Um, but you know, it's a soundbite, it's a competing soundbite competition there, uh, this week. Let me introduce myself before I talk to talk about this stuff so I can get on a roll and not interrupt. But for those of you that don't know me, my name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender located here in Southern California, lending all over the place. If you need uh, to get involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free area code 855-640-2020. 2020 if you want to uh get some information but you don't want to talk on the phone because you don't want your friends at work to know what you're doing or you don't want your boss to know you're stealing time from them wait for your 15 minute mandated coffee break and don't have any coffee just go to wccloans.com www.wccloans.com click on uh, looking for a loan click on apply now Put in as much information as you want. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear from myself or one of my uh, talented teammates: Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, uh, Aaron Fredericks, or Randy Johnson, and we'll help fill in the uh, fill in the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Well, you know, I think I have enough properties. I don't need to buy anymore, but I sure would like to know if there's something better I should be doing. With uh, should I refinance? Or, uh, you know, if you're over 62, you wondering about that reverse mortgage thing. I've been hearing a lot of people talk about it. They seem to be happy. I better find out. I'm going to call my buddy Ed Hoffman and find out, uh, what the straight scoop is. And you want to talk some someone who's going to tell you the truth. Um, we'll just listen to the show and see if it sounds like I'm talking the truth. And if you don't believe me, call somebody else. And if, uh, and if you, so- if it sounds like you and I think like, think alike, then call me and I'll, I'll guide you to the right decision. Um, if you hear something on the show, you want repeated, you can get the podcast at Ed Hoffman at ed Hoffman.net, um, ed Hoffman.net E D H O F F M A N.net. Click on the podcast page. You hear this show as well as several, uh, as well as several past shows. You can also get the podca- podcast on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud, where you can uh, go on there, download it on demand, or you actually you can actually subscribe and have it download automatically to your computer or your whatever device you're using to listen to podcasts: your phone, your iPad, your iPod, your mini pad, your maxi pad, your computer, whatever you're doing, and uh, listen to it whenever you want. Follow me on Twitter, at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. And, uh, hey, every now and then respond so I know somebody's listening because I don't know. uh, Sometimes I don't get very much response. I'm going, you know, did Twitter block me or what? And uh, then, of course, uh, uh, my buddy Scott McAfee uh, saw something. He goes, hey, you know what? I saw some of the stuff you tweeted. How come Twitter hasn't blocked you? (laughs) I don't know if I'm under the radar or if I'm uh, in the dark web. I don't know, uh, but anyway, if you're uh, if you're interested in keeping in contact, that's where I'm at. So uh, let's talk about what's going on this week. Uh, the second negotiation summit between President Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong Un ended abruptly on Wednesday without any agreement on nuclear disarmament or easing tensions on the Korean Peninsula. So they met in Hanoi, Hanoi, Vietnam, and uh, it was expected to move North Korea closer to to denuclearization that's a, that's a that's a word you don't want to ask George W. Bush to say. Do denuclearization. The sit-down in Hanoi, Vietnam was expected to move North Korea closer to denuclearization than the successful meeting in Singapore last summer. But instead, no agreement was reached. When the president left on Thursday, uh, here was his explanation about Chairman Kim's resistance to giving up his entire nuclear program and our intention to hold firm on sanctions until he's willing to do that.
1: They wanted to denuke certain areas, and I wanted everything. And the sanctions are there, and I didn't want to give up the sanctions unless we had a real program. Mm-hmm. And they're not ready for that, and I understand that fully. I really do. I mean, they spent a lot of time building it, and uh, that doesn't mean the world has to be happy. But I wanted them to denuke.
2: That seems reasonable to me. You know, you say, hey, I want you to uh, drop your gun, so I don't have to worry about you shooting me. And I say, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get rid of the, the gun on my, on my, that's on my uh, ankle holster. So if I bend down to tie my shoes, you don't have to worry about me uh, grabbing my gun out of my ankle holster and shooting you. But I'm keeping the one in my back pocket. Uh, and Trump didn't like that. And quite frankly, that seems reasonable. You'd walk away. Um, before departing Hanoi, the president held a press conference to explain his position some of which included calling the media out.
1: I could have signed an agreement today, and then you people would have said, oh, what a terrible deal, what a terrible thing he did. No, you have to be prepared to walk. And, uh, you know, there was a potential we could have signed something today. I could have 100% signed something today. We actually had papers ready to be signed, but it just wasn't appropriate. I want to do it right. I'd much rather do it right than do it fast.
2: You know, I'm just glad that uh, our president isn't uh, in resemblance to uh, John Kerry and Barack Obama, who uh, who basically got on their knees and uh, begged the uh, Iranians, Well, what can we do to make it right? We need to have an agreement. That's not an agreement that does anything for us. It's not an agreement that gets rid of your nuclear program. It's really not an agreement that does anything, kind of like what they did in China with the. Oh, well, we're gonna cut our greenhouse gas by this, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do that and China's gonna do nothing, but uh, they promise in two thousand and thirty they're gonna stop they're gonna stop uh their- whatever their level of uh pollution is we're just gonna they're gonna stop there, but we're gonna do all this other stuff in the meanwhile, and we're gonna go broke while they take over the world you know what uh we have a we have a president today that knows how to negotiate, and he understands sometimes you walk away, and he also understands that sometimes you walk away from the table and that's part of it. I mean think about it. We've been talking about last 2 weeks, we've been talking about the deal with uh Amazon in New York City. Uh Amazon wanting to bring 25,000 new jobs to uh Queens, New York. And uh a a not affluent area to bring in a bunch of jobs, to bring in a bunch of uh a bunch of tax money and jobs create more jobs, and income to a particular area creates more air, creates more cash flow, which creates more jobs, which creates more industry, which uh, makes the demand for housing and everything else go up, which makes the value of your houses go up. And we don't want them coming to our things because we're giving them 10 percent discount on their on their income taxes to the to the to lure them in. We're giving them three billion dollars over ten years. Yeah, but they're bringing in twenty-seven billion dollars over ten years, which we don't have. Well, yeah, we could spend that money on something else. Not if you don't have it. Amazing, amazing to me. So hey, now that I now I hear that uh, Governor uh, Andrew Cuomo is trying to trying to lure trying to lure uh, Amazon back, and he's sweet talking them and trying to do trying to do that. So hey, you know what? Would you say that they blew the first? uh, They blew the first or second or third? uh, meetings, they didn't quite get the deal they wanted. It was almost there, and then Alexandria Ocasio Cortez got in the middle and got everybody to uprise and call him a bunch of call him a bunch of crooks. And then they said, "Ah, oh, we don't want to hand we don't want to hang with these people." Now they're all going, "Hey, what happened to our jobs? What happened?" So Trump's over there and he's going, "Hey, this isn't the deal we want. You sign one deal, you're not going to sign you're not going to sign it. Then renegotiate and then sign it. renegotiate. You negotiate it one time." And if you don't have the right negotiations, then you don't finalize them. And if that means he needs to go to, you know, they they met in Singapore the first time, they met in uh, Vietnam the second time, maybe they got to meet in Iceland the third time, I don't know. But that's how it is. And quite frankly, uh, Trump was right. Because if you listen to what the media was saying the day before the summit.
3: Is this visit just for lack of a better word, a romantic visit. Did the president
2: say that he loved Kim Jong-un again this weekend? They this, what, Love
1: and kisses. Ro- Did he? I don't know. Did they send each other...
3: It's so disturbing a Valentine's and dangerous.
1: Card? My worry, George, is that this uh, negotiation, this summit, may be a dud.
3: You're saying the president's going to get played.
2: I yeah. think the president's just looking for good press. I mean, let's just be frank. He felt like he got a good good press after the last one, and he figures a, a, another photo op might, might do that. Yeah, the president's going to get played. I don't think so. I think maybe Obama and Kerry got played. Uh, I think maybe a lot of presidents have got played in the past, but I would say that uh, Trump is probably our most uh, transparent president. He told told us what he's going to do. He told us it may not work out this time. Hey, we may not get the deal that we want. We're going over to discuss it, you know, from the looks of the of the two together. They look like they uh, genuinely like each other, Um, which uh, I know it's I know part of that's probably a play. But, you know, you got little rocket man over there that, um, you know, he doesn't have the experience that Trump does. And his, you know, and I and I think I think how Trump sees it is that, look, hey, we're meeting in Vietnam. Now, Vietnam is communist, but Vietnam has some kind of capitalistic version of cap of communism and they're floor and they and they are flourishing i mean it's a little country i don't we couldn't do that in this country i don't say we won't do that that in this country because we had enough stupid uh voters that who knows what could happen um which i only feel bad for my grandkids because they're the ones who are going to not live in live in uh the country in the United States as we know it if that happens. I'm hoping that everybody comes out of the ether by uh November of two thousand twenty and uh and we stop this this socialism talk. But um, you know, hey saying, hey, look, this could be your your country flourishing. This could be you guys could have capitalism. You guys have have some products and you could trade with the other countries and your people can be happy and you, they could actually, you know, all your people could actually love you instead of just starving to death while you live high on the hog. They could actually, you could actually go down as having turned the whole country around. I know that's not what your dad wanted and that's not what your dad did, but your dad's dead now. Let's go on. And what's going to be you. So, uh, and then here's, Here's the day, now after, after what they said before the summit and what actually happened, here's what the media said the day after the summit.
3: The surprise ending to this very Trumpian cliffhanger is nothing.
2: This is the second time the United States has lost in Vietnam. Strike one in
1: Singapore, he didn't get a deal with Kim Jong-un. Now it's strike two in Hanoi. Once again, no deal to denuclearize North Korea, something that he staked a lot of his legacy, a lot of his presidency on.
2: Yeah, well, obviously these people have never done business or they don't understand business or they don't understand negotiations or they're just impatient. They're, they're uh They're I want it now people. And, uh, or they just want to criticize Trump no matter what he does. And I think it's probably the latter. They don't want to, they don't, they just want to criticize if he does a deal. Oh, he shouldn't have done that deal. And if he doesn't get a deal, Oh, look, he can't he'd strike two. Take everything with a grain of salt, folks. Look at this and think for yourself cuz I see them, I watch them, I watch the two of them in uh in uh in Hanoi. I watch them on TV. I see I see the body language and I see the uh and I just see the the, the strategic, you know, that and think about what Trump said, you know, hey, uh Kim Jong Un spent all this time creating this nuclear program. He's got I don't know, 54 nuclear nuclear warheads and he's got whatever he has and he's got all these set up and he doesn't want to give them all up and yeah, okay I promise not to fire any of them and i promise not to uh, test any of them but i still want to have them here just in case you know how many of how many of us have guns in our gun safe loaded loaded and we just hope the spring in that spring the spring in that uh in that uh magazine when it comes time to uh when it comes time that we gotta pull the trigger on a on a a bad guy trying to get us. We hope the spring has still got some spring in it to push those bullets into the chamber when uh when that thing cocks. Well I feel better having it. I haven't fired that gun for about fourteen years. I went to uh, I went to one thing where I was on the uh where I was on the uh a focus group at um what's that guy's name? Uh the guy on h b o uh and he's on fox I'll think of his name as soon as I stop trying to think of it um and and one guy one guy said you know he was there because he was a former member of the of the uh, n r a and he goes uh he goes, well, you know my gun I keep my gun in my attic you know I don't even know why i'm even a uh why i'm even a uh, why I'm even a member'cause you know my I said if you got your gun in your attic what's the what's even what's the What's the purpose of even having one? If you need it, you got to go rummage through the attic to find it. And I don't really think that makes you a gun owner. So, uh, but anyway, um, so, but no matter what the media says, um, no matter what the media says, there's still hope for the denuclearization of North Korea as a part of the Trump legacy. Listen to the words of Kim Jong un himself during the meeting. Chairman Kim, are you ready to denuclearize? If I'm not
1: willing to do that, I won't be here right now. <laughs> wow. That might be the best answer you've ever heard.
2: Well, I don't know exactly what he said, but I know what the translator said. If I wasn't willing to do that, I wouldn't be here right now. Okay. And apparently, uh, while Trump flew in uh, flew in his airplane, uh, in his luxurious 4,000 square foot of a space, uh, Air Force One up in the air for, uh, I don't know, um how many hours was that like 19 hours up in the air um and I'm sure he you know was taking naps and watching TV and working and relaxing and enjoying and uh but Kim Jong Un took a 28 hour regular regular slow paced uh train ride uh to to Vietnam so uh he made an effort to get there and he's going to have 28 hours on the way back to think about what he left with and he didn't get rid of any of the sanctions. I heard. Uh, I heard Friday morning that um, that they're saying now that well, he was willing to give. He was willing to to give up some to release some of the sanctions. He would have just kept the sanctions. And I'm and I say to myself, what else would he say? What else would he say? You know, it's uh, Trump says, hey, we'll release the sanctions, but we want you to denuclearize. And they say, well, I'll give up some of the denuclearization. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll give up some of my nukes. Uh, no, it's, you gotta give all of them up. We're not ready to, to, oh, well, I would have given up if you would just, I would have, I would have allowed to keep some of the sanctions and give up some of them. Well, not really. Anyway. So, uh, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, even for Kim Jong-un. So let's talk about, uh, Michael Cohen testimony. Uh, that was happening coincidentally, right at the same time. So during the State of the Union, is when Trump announced that he was having this having this uh, summit with uh, with Kim Jong Un in Vietnam. So the Democrats, knowing that this is going to be the only thing on news for these two days, that they plan, hey, well, let's bring uh, Michael Cohen, the convicted felon that used to be one of my, one of uh, Trump's personal attorneys. Let's put him on a televised uh, hearing on TV so that we can blank out the blank out the sound bites. So, uh, um, so House Democrats had scheduled a televised Oversight Committee hearing for uh, Trump's former personal lawyer, who's headed to prison for tax fraud, not for anything he did with Trump. Although Cohen has also pled guilty to lying to Congress about the abandoned Trump Tower Moscow deal. Um, let's let's hear a little bit of that.
0: I am ashamed of my weakness and my misplaced loyalty of the things I did for Mr. Trump in an effort to protect and promote him. I am ashamed that I chose to take part in concealing Mr. Trump's illicit acts rather than listening to my own conscience. I am ashamed because I know what Mr. Trump is. He is a racist. He is a con man and he is a cheat.
2: Yeah, he is, but uh but you know when Cohen talked about himself he said, I lied, but I'm not a liar. I cheated, but I'm not a cheater. I I I committed adultery, but I'm not an adulterer. I'm uh I've got gray hair, but I'm not gray-haired. I have a uh, I I'm I whatever. You know, this guy he 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 he, he continuously talked about how much he loves his wife of all these years. And he continuously talked about um, how he has two amazing children and he wants them to see what a, what, what it means to be uh, an honorable guy. And I, Hey, I can completely understand that my wife and I've been together for 30 years. We've been married for 22 um, because uh, I couldn't close the deal for the first eight years, apparently. Um, and uh, you know, and I, we've got, We've got uh three kids between us and we want to make sure that that they they see what we do and and live honorable lives, and I think uh and I think they are. And uh, you know what, but I think about that every day. Not just when I get caught. Not when I get, well, you know what, I I shouldn't have done this, but you know, I'm my biggest my biggest concern is I want to set an example for my kids and blah, 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 blah. You know what? I think about it every year when I file my taxes. Man, I could just lie about this stuff and not have to pay so much in taxes like a lot of you do. I could just do this. I could do that. I can remember one of my attorneys saying, hey, you know what? When I did his loan application about 30 years ago, well, you know what? I could say this, but I don't want to say I don't want to put anything that's even a little bit inaccurate cuz someday i don't know where my where my career is going to go i if i ever want to run for office i don't want anybody pulling out a loan application from 30 years earlier and saying hey you said you owned a, uh, a 1989 infinity and you said it was worth 10,000 bucks and it was blue book was only 8500 so uh you know didn't want to you know you got to think about that every day Think about it when you file your taxes. Think about when you, you, uh, when, you know, if you're working someone, you give someone change at the store and, and uh, or someone gives you change at the store and they give you too much, do you give it back or you just pocket it and say, ha! Ah! You know, it's, what kind of person are you? What kind of person are you? What kind of person is Michael Cohen? He also revealed a bombshell, well, not really, uh, that he brought in with him to the hearing. I am providing the committee
0: today with several documents, and these include... A copy of a check Mr. Trump wrote from his personal bank account after he became president to reimburse me for the hush money payments I made to cover up his affair with an adult film star and to prevent damage to his campaign. Copies of financial statements from 2011, 2012 and 2013 that he gave to such institutions such as Deutsche Bank. A copy of an article with Mr. Trump's handwriting on it that reported on the auction of a portrait of himself that he arranged for the bidder ahead of time and then reimbursed the bidder from the account of his nonprofit charitable foundation with the picture now hanging in one of his country clubs. And copies of letters I wrote at Mr. Trump's direction that threatened his high school, colleges and the college board not to release his grades or sat scores
2: well i don't really know what any of that stuff proves of anything i'll tell you the copy of that check was for thirty-five thousand. and if you come into being a president and you're not transacting your business but you still have bills that you owe from before you were president i think you still have to write those checks and i don't really think it's i don't think there's anything illegal about writing a personal check and for him to write a $35,000 check is for me to write a $45 check. And it's uh, probably not. Probably should take this all with a grain of salt. Hey, I'm out of time for part one of the main event. Stay tuned. Five minutes of uh, weather traffic, sports, and uh, commercials. I'll be right back with more. Only in America, dreaming in red, white, and, blue. and welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, President, of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. I don't talk a lot about uh, real estate or real estate financing on the on this show, but if uh, you're interested, I think you just think it's boring. I wonder how how many so many uh, uh, guys on in the finance uh, finance industry get on the radio and they don't seem to ever stay on the radio because uh, it gets boring week after week. Apparently. But if you're in the market for it, then you're interested and you just want to talk to someone who thinks like you. And if you hear someone who thinks like you and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020, day or night, 855-640-2020 or wccloans.com, www.wccloans.com. Buying, refinancing, reverse mortgage, whatever you're looking for. you If it means uh, real estate financing, call me if you... uh if you If you think that we're joined at the hip mentally, um then I'm your man. So anyway, we've been talking about the uh, before we went to the break we were talking about the Michael Cohen hearings and we talked about uh all this great evidence that he's he's bringing against uh, Trump and really how how the Democrats scheduled this to take the take all the uh, take all the attention away from the summit in Hanoi, Vietnam with Trump and Kim jong un um I tell you I watched the beginning part of it before I went to work in the morning on uh Wednesday was it? Wednesday or Thursday. And uh when I went to work, uh I said, you know what? And then I was hearing hearing uh the uh, question and answers going on as I left and as I and I was driving in the car in and, and I said, you know what's going to happen? We're going to hear on Fox, on Fox, you're gonna hear both sides. You can say, hey, "Here's what he said," and here was the, here was the, here was the return. Here was the, here was the argument, and here was the, uh, here was the, uh, the argument against it. Here's the pro, here's the con, and but you're gonna flip over to Communist News Network or the uh, PMSNBC, and all they're gonna show is the the statements that come. Oh, look, there's a smoking gun. Here it proves it. Nothing new on there, but here it proves it. So uh, the entire hearing appeared to be designed to cast Cohen as a sympathetic uh, figure that just knows Donald Trump only ran for president as a publicity stunt to help him build the Trump Tower in Moscow.
0: There were at least a half a dozen times between the Iowa caucus in January of 2016 and the end of June when he would ask me, how's it going in Russia, referring to the Moscow Tower project. You need to know that Mr. Trump's personal lawyers reviewed and edited my statement to Congress about the timing of the Moscow Tower negotiations before I gave it. So to be clear, Mr. Trump knew of and directed the Trump-Moscow negotiations throughout the campaign and lied about it. He lied about it because he never expected to win.
2: Well, you know what, Uh, number one, did anybody expect to win that race besides Hillary? I don't think anybody expected it. And even, uh, I would say, even going into election day, they gave Hillary a 97% odds of winning. And, uh, but he looked like he was fighting, fighting to the finish to try. And uh, is there something illegal about transacting business before your president? I don't think that's a problem. So if he was uh, negotiating, or if he was involved in the negotiations, or if he was giving his opinion on his people negotiating for some big building to be built in Moscow, what is the issue? I don't get it. Well, you know, between January 2016 and July 2016, he was asking me how it was going. You know, uh, yeah, was that against the law? What if he was saying, hey, I'm what if he was getting on the phone on his plane? Because if you remember in 2016, he wasn't flying around in in Air Force One. He was uh, flying around in the Trump plane and the Trump helicopter. And I'm sure there's phones on there and I'm sure there's an office on there and I'm sure he's transacting business on there. Who cares? Whose business is it? Well, you know what? Cohen's going to jail because he's a liar. So uh, and you know who expected to win, and yet Cohen still can't confirm many of the claims that Democrats have made about Trump uh, and Russia, like uh, so the supposed existence of a tape with of Trump with a Russian hooker, as mentioned in the Christopher Steele dossier. Are you aware of anything that the president uh, has done at home or abroad that may have subjected him to or may subject him to extortion or blackmail? I am not. No. Okay. Are you aware of any videotapes that may be the subject of extortion or blackmail?
0: I've heard about these tapes for a long time. I've had many people contact me over the years. Uh, I have no reason to believe that that tape exists.
2: Bam! Strike one. So, uh, nor could he fulfill Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz's attempt to. You know what? Remember, we had to stop here. Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz. Some people call her Debbie Wasserman Schultz, but. didn't she get busted for for uh, employing some guy from Pakistan to do IT on top secret stuff or or classified stuff that she had access to and her and a bunch of other people in the uh, in the House of Representatives and didn't she didn't she uh, uh, threaten some some uh, building some some Washington D.C. cop or security guard because he found a Somebody stashed a laptop in a couch or something in the uh, in the building where the where all the Congress people have their offices and uh, whatever happened with that. I don't know. I don't know where these people have the have the cojones to go after to go after Trump and everybody else. But, you know, they you know, hey, if you live in a glass house, don't throw rocks. So uh, here's Blabbermel shuts Schultz attempt to confirm Trump knowingly willingly colluding with the Russian Russia's to the Russians to win the election.
0: Based on what you know, would Mr. Trump or did he lie about colluding and coordinating with the Russians at any point during the campaign? So as I stated in my testimony, um, I wouldn't use the word colluding. Um Was there something odd about the back-and-forth praise with President Putin? Yes, but I'm not really sure that I can answer that question um, in terms of collusion.
2: Well, is there something odd about it? Is there something odd about this guy saying he has a wife and kids? Cause he doesn't sound like a guy who'd be married to a woman. I don't know. Did I say that out loud? I didn't mean to. Um, but you know, it was there something odd about the relationship between they're they're both praising each other. You know what they both did? They both they were both in agreement that Hillary was a moron, <laughs> and they were right. So, uh, so oh, there's something odd about that. I don't think so. I think that's that's probably not odd at all. Two. Two guys of intelligence and in leadership positions thinking that Hillary's a moron, and worse, thinking that a a good portion of our country who voted for are morons that they get suckered into this stuff. Oh yeah, that was my opening clip from Leap of Faith. Hey, why'd you make so many suckers? Yeah, I wonder. And how come all of them move to California? Can't we get them all to move out sometime before uh, election day? Every time. So uh, then the, let's go to some Republicans now. Start on with one of the stars of the committee hearings, uh, Jim Jordan of Ohio. Uh, Jordan wasn't afraid to point out that the whole hearing was orchestrated by Cohen's lawyer, none other than longtime Clinton operative Lanny Davis, who sat directly behind us all day. Here's another guy that I'm surprised uh, has, a, has a wife as well. Um, Lanny Davis. Lanny Davis. I'm, I'm Hillary's best friend. I like her. She's a very nice lady uh is uh lady davis supposedly working pro bono that means free uh which sounds totally implausible for anyone associated with the clintons because the clintons don't do anything for free and jordan made some connections with to him possibly being uh paid by liberal billionaire tom steyer so if lanny is getting paid by steyer there's no way he's not giving some kind of kickback to the clintons so i don't know let's uh start connecting the dots And uh, here's another revelation Jordan also forced out of Cohen, what he was doing talking in private with Adam Schiff, our congressman from Burbank, uh, head of the Russia witch hunt before the hearing. What did you talk to Mr. Schiff about?
0: I spoke to Mr. Schiff about topics that were going to be raised at the upcoming hearing. Whoa. Not just what time to show up, time. actually what you're
2: going to talk about the gentleman time to expired. Wow, wow, is this how Democrats work you know you, uh they don't they don't call anybody in to ask them questions like this remember the uh the democrat uh primary uh debates you know they got Hillary Clinton against Bernie Sanders and Donna Brazile uh of the uh, of I guess she was with CNN at the time, um, and she was uh, once the head of the Democratic Party and the blue-haired lady that she apparently got the questions to Hillary before the debate to give her an advantage over Bernie Sanders. I don't know. Is this is this is this colluding with the witness who's a felon? I don't know. Jordan also proved that Saint Michael Cohen. You know, as the Democrats are praying him to be Is still lying to Congress to this day Listen to Cohen deny that he wanted to work For, work for the White House
0: He wanted to work in the White House No, You sir. didn't get brought to the dance I did not want to go to the White House I was offered jobs
2: Yeah, I was offered jobs And I did not want to Of course, if you hear him uh, Three years earlier uh, on CNN With Chris Cuomo in 2016 You would have heard this
0: Is there a chance That he'll ask me to go to Washington? Oh, there's absolutely a chance
2: he's going to ask you. Oh, I certainly would. Would you go? 100%. 100%. If he asked me to, I'm going. Oh, but I was asked to, but I didn't go. You know what? The internet and YouTube and uh, videos and, you know, uh, saving things on being able to save stuff on a hard drive instead of having to have tapes and boxes and boxes and warehouse. Warehouses full of videotapes. This is really, this is really becoming a problem for people because they can't lie. So you know, it's uh, it's always, it's always better to not lie. make it, it makes it, it makes it easier. You don't have to take as much uh, what's that stuff you're supposed to take for your uh for your memory? Um, ginkgo biloba, ginko ginkgo biloba or something. Hey, if it helps your memory, yeah. So when you're getting old, you start to lose it. It helps your memory. All right, okay, whatever. Say, so one final moment from the Cohen hearing, uh, consistent with the far left takeover of the Congress that happened in the, with the midterms, freshmen like AOC and Rashida Tlaib are somehow allowed to sit on committees just two months after taking office, which is not normal. You usually have to get in there long enough to learn how to spell your name, know how to use your ID badge to get into the Capitol. You at least need to buy somebody, uh, you know, buy somebody lunch at least 10 times before you get stuck on a a committee. Um, for the second time since her election, Rashida impeached the MFR. Talib has stuck her foot in her mouth and exposed herself for the moron that she is. You know, what the hell were we thinking electing Muslims to Congress? Did we not learn anything? I know 9-11 was only, uh, I don't know, 17 years ago, coming up on 18 years ago, um, but... What the hell? You guys have a you guys in uh, what uh, what state is she from? Minnesota or Michigan? One of those. You know what is those? You know you guys have a short memory. So first some background. Uh, Lynn Patton is a longtime Trump employee who now works in the White in the administration. You may remember her as the black woman who spoke glowingly about the president at the Republican National Conference in uh, in uh, 2016. She was in the room as a guest of North Carolina Republican Mark Meadows. Somehow Rashida Talib decided she needed to call this invitation racist. And Mark Meadows was having none of it. To the surprise of conservatives watching, neither was committee uh, chairman Elijah Cummings. And if you know him, Elijah Cummings, it surprised the hell out of me too. Uh, yes, that's Elijah Cummings, something Tlaib wasn't prepared to hear.
3: The fact that someone would actually use a prop, a black woman in this chamber, in this committee, uh-huh. <laughs> is alone racist in itself.
2: Mr. Chairman, there's nothing more personal to me than my relationship. My nieces and nephews are people of color. Not many people know that. You know that, Mr. Mr. Chairman. And to indicate that I asked someone who is a personal friend of the, the Trump family, who has worked for him, who knows this particular individual, that she's coming in to be a prop, it's racist to suggest that I ask her to come in here for that reason.
0: Mr. Meadows, you know, uh, and of all the people on this committee, uh, I've said it and got in trouble for it, Then you're one of my best friends. I know that shocks a lot of people. And, and likewise, Mr. Yeah, Chairman. but you are. And I would do, and I could see and feel. Your pain. We no, just straighten Mr.
3: Chairman and, and to my colleague, Mr. Meadows, that was not my intention. And I do apologize if that's what it sounded like. But I said someone in
2: general. Liar. Liar. I said someone in general, someone in general. I wasn't saying you were a racist to bring someone into into the, uh, the house as a prop. She's a piece of work. I don't know why she's allowed to still be a congressperson. Somebody should. Somebody should make her. Make you know what? It's it's pretty bad. They think about some of the things that people have have uh, have uh, resigned from Congress and Senate for. This lady's only been in there a month and a half, two months, and her mouth is so big she can't keep her feet out of it. She can't walk across the street without without uh, her feet slipping into her mouth. I don't know. Don't not don't understand. And uh. We'll just see. I predict she doesn't make it a year in Congress before she has to go home and and uh, go back to her prayer rug. So uh, anyway, so uh, Diane Feinstein's now starting to show some backbone when it comes to being pushed around by activist groups in her party. You know, like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and all the uh, the green uh, the green New Deal people, especially the ones that use kids to do their dirty work. And I think this is I think I think this is total bull. I would if I had young kids. And I'm advising, I'm advising my son and his daughter, I and and his uh, wife, I would keep take my kids out of public school because this is what they're being indoctrinated with. They're teaching them this BS. And you know, how do you think an eight-year-old feels when you tell them that, hey, if we don't get a hold of this, our the the world's going to come to an end in 12 years? What kind of pressure does that put on kids? I mean, the suicide level on on teenagers is is high enough as it is what is the deal do you parents not have any not not have any any common sense you know what if this kind of stuff was being taught in the schools and my kids were there and obviously I don't have I don't have total control on where my what my grandkids do um I do have a little influence over my over my son and his wife but you know they're ultimately going to make those choices but I would be flaming ticked off um, It just it's bad. So our 84 year old senator made news this week for her response to being ambushed by kids from Sunrise Movement, a self-described army of young people uh, with a by, with a by any means necessary approach to stopping climate change, which apparently means marching into old women's offices and demanding that they vote for the Green New Deal. Despite asking her assistants to hand the group copies of her own climate change resolution, which she plans to propose as an alternative to the Green New Deal in the coming months, the kids continue to recite their talking points.
3: We are trying to ask
2: you to vote yes on the Green New Deal. Please.
3: Okay, I'll tell you what. We have our own Green New Deal piece of legislation. Why don't you call back, see if they can fax one out make a copy for each person. No, well, we're, okay. we're, we're trying to promote the Green New Deal. The, the well, there are reasons the why I can't, because there's no way to pay for it. Yes, there is. Well, That's we have is. tons we're of money going to the military. Course. Half
2: of our, a lot of our is going no to military
3: taxes. Well, I, I understand that. The United States government does a lot of things with the money, mm-hmm. and they're important things. And you just can't go in and say, "Okay, we're going to take hundreds of millions from here and hundreds of millions from there." It doesn't. It just doesn't work that way.
2: I- hundreds of millions. Hundreds of millions. We're gonna. We are going we can not just take it. Well, you got all this money for the military. You know what? Why are we? Why are we putting this kind of pressure on eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds and ten-year-olds? You know what? This is. This is just. This is just asinine in my, in my eyes, you know, what, what kind who's, this should be, this should be uh, a child abuse. They should, they should pull the, pull the license at whatever school these, these kids go to. Here's some more from Fine uh, Feinstein's encounter.
3: Some scientists have said that we have 12 years to turn this around. Well, it's not going to get turned around in 10 years. What we can supposed, do Senator, yeah. if this doesn't it get turned around in 10 years, you're looking at the faces of the people who are going to be yeah, living with these consequences. Process right. The government and is supposed to be for the people and by the
2: people and all you know for
3: the people. You know what's interesting about this group is I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. You come in here and you say it has to be my way or the highway i don't respond to that i've gotten elected i just ran i was elected by almost a million vote plurality and i know what i'm doing so you know maybe people should listen a little bit
2: yeah you know what i i almost i almost am uh ashamed of myself to be uh, to be discussing, to be having a conversation, and defending Diane Feinstein as the smartest person in the room, uh, but apparently there weren't anybody else in the room except for those those uh, dumb misguided kids and a couple of teenagers and uh, that are also misguided and uh, and they also don't know how to uh, how to you know figure out how old they are, and uh, and then there was Feinstein. So of the of the of the group of them, I guess Feinstein was the smartest one in the room. So uh it just doesn't feel right for me to be defending her. Uh Here's what happened when the kids started telling Feinstein that they were her voters.
3: I hear what you're saying,
2: but we're the people who voted you. You're supposed to listen to us. That's your, your job. I'm are 16. You are? I can't vote. Well, you didn't vote, vote for me. It doesn't matter. the ones who going to be impacted. It doesn't matter. Me. We're going
3: to be the ones who are impacted. Uh,
2: we don't even know how to talk yet, but we're the ones that are going to be impacted you know what this is the problem you know we're listening to kids that haven't learned how they haven't learned how to how to ride their bikes without training wheels yet but they're gonna they're dictating to i mean anybody been to a restaurant lately you know who came up with this no straws no plastic straws unless you ask for them i actually uh, had somebody at a restaurant where was it was it at the airport or was it at my favorite restaurant in Marino Valley, Black Bear Diner, was one of those. They actually came up and put straws and they go, oh, wait, wait, did you want these? And I go, what, were you worried about us turning you in and getting a fine? She goes, yeah. <laughs> you got to be, you know what, you know who came up with that? An eight-year-old. Well, you know, if we stop using plastic straws, people throw them away People throw them away and they end up in landfills and look at all that stuff. Yeah, well, how about the plastic cups? How about the tops of those Starbucks things that uh, so you can sip them without spilling them on yourself? You don't think that's a problem? That's a hell of a lot more plastic than a straw that's going into landfills. And what about those diapers that you parents are putting on your babies? Those things don't seem to be very biodegradable. They're kind of plastic so they don't leak. I don't know. But you guys are, we're changing policy in California over what an eight year old says. Ridiculous. So, uh, where, did I, where did I leave off? So, meanwhile, uh, AOC Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, our other child who got elected to uh, Congress in New York, um, she was asked to comment on Feinstein's encounter during her Instagram live stream. And this was her response, which is a, a new level of crazy for AOC. Our planet is going to be a disaster if we don't turn the ship around. And so it's basically like there's scientific consensus that the
3: lives of children are going to be very difficult. And it does lead, I think, young people to have a legitimate question. You know, should. Is it OK to still have children?
2: Hey, morons out there. Anybody who's listening to AOC tell you whether you can have kids, have kids. You realize that we're going we're gonna to be extinct. We're going to be extinct in North America because we don't have enough kids. We need another baby boom. You don't real, You realize that all these people are retiring. You don't have enough kids behind us to support Social Security, so that's going to go away. It's a mathematical certainty. You know, that, that math thing, that math thing, there's right and there's wrong. There's no in-between. There's no uh, theories behind it. It's right and it's wrong. Okay? There's not enough people going to be working to support the, all the retirees. And guess what? You guys aren't having enough kids. You stop, you slow it down, slow it down like they did in China. Then there's, you don't have those workers coming up. You don't have those workers coming up. Meanwhile, the Muslim people on the other side of the world are having eight kids per couple. You see what's going to happen to our grandkids and our great-grandkids? Some mathematical certainty. Stop listening to morons, and let's live our lives. Hey, this is a great place to live today. Let's not allow our country to go down the wrong path. And it's steering towards it very quickly. Hey, folks, I'm out of time for this episode of The Main Event. Thanks for listening. My name's Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week. Expressed on his program are of headlock and anticipated
3: guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747, NMLS 9873, and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610, also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. W number 0937346.